Hey there, Michael Griffiths here, founder of Referral Marketing Guru, and welcome to this week's Get More Referrals Today podcast. Uh, in for a special treat today, you don't have to just listen to my voice, we get a special guest coming on, and someone I'm really excited to be able to dig a lot deeper to, because I suppose in the end, you always go, how do I get more exposure? How do I get seen? How do I get in front of people who need my message, who need my service, who I can actually help? And it's always the million dollar question. So really excited to be able to bring on a special guest. But before we do that, as always, we don't run ads. There's no sponsorships. There is no uh, just selling your stuff on our podcast. So can we ask just for one thing? If you know someone who would really appreciate the episode, share it with them. Uh, wherever your favorite podcast platform is, subscribe to it. Okay? Leave a review. That's all we ask. It keeps us motivated, but it makes it more important that our show gets shared to thousands and thousands of people. So without further ado, let me bring on our guest for today, uh, David Fagan. He's over there in the US. It's afternoon time for him. So I uh, really appreciate him giving up some of his time to come and join us. And welcome, sir. Good to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey. So let's, uh, you'll have a whole bunch of people who are listening to this, watching this, and going, hmm, who's this guy? What's his story? <laughs> so let's start there. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go from there. A lot of people know me as the former CEO of Gorilla Marketing. Uh, Jay Conrad Levinson, the father of Gorilla Marketing, was one of my most well-known you know, mentors. Uh, between me and him, we've sold about 23 million Gorilla Marketing books of one kind or another in 62 languages uh, around the world. So a lot of people kind of know me through him, and he's he's quite um, famous and well-known. And, of course, we lost him about seven, eight years ago. But uh, the Gorilla Marketing brand is kind of the thing that maybe jump-started my career 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, but nowadays, you know, I've had a Beverly Hills uh, publishing and publicity firm for, for quite a while now. done quite a few books on my own. You know, I've had my own California cable TV show. Uh, won a lot of awards from places like Infusionsoft or Keep, you know, the Entrepreneur Educator of the Year Award. But uh, what really gives me happiness is, you know, helping people not be the world's best kept secret. And how we help them do that is through our talent management company, which specializes in publishing, publicity, and, and show production, right? Just like what you're doing here right now. So, we're all about influence, credibility, and exposure. And so that's kind of the flag we're waving out here. Yeah, love it. Because I suppose one of the, the the biggest things that people come up against is they go, I've got this great service, or I've got this great idea, or I've got this great concept, or I've got this great way of doing things. And that's exactly what happens. It's silence. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no one knows about it. No one. And, and therefore, people go, well, I've got to go start knocking on doors. I've got to start turning up to networking events. I've got to start, and, and they're not bad things, but there's, it's just a faster way. And as yeah. you said, it's about yeah. how do you get exposure and to stop hiding in the corner as yeah. such. Yeah. So let's go down that path. Do you, Why, the obvious question to sort of you and I, but we'll start there. Why do we want more exposure? Like, why should that be 
our way of thinking to go, how do I get myself out there every single day as a mindset? Yeah. Do you guys have the witness relocation program where you're at in the country? I feel like some business owners, they operate their business like they're in the witness relocation program. Like they're hiding out because somebody might want to take their life or something, you know, so they don't really, you know, they don't, they don't want to be seen on camera. You know, they don't really want to put themselves out there, you know, because, you know, the mob might see them and track them down or something like that. Like that's the way they're operating their business. But yeah, you know, exposure is is really everything, you know, um, brand recognition, knowing who you are, knowing what you stand for. Um, now more than ever, uh, we like to spend our money with people that are authentic, that are real, that are like us in certain ways or people that have built the kind of lifestyle that we want to have. So if we don't share that lifestyle, if we don't share our authenticity, if we don't share our story, we're really missing out on, on quite a few opportunities. So exposure is where it all starts. And, you know, there's an old saying that probably should stay an old saying and isn't as relevant today, but is there's no such thing as bad press, right? All press is good press. So, you know, what are we doing to get that press? What are we doing to get that media and exposure? Yeah, fantastic. So the obvious question goes, but I'm shy on camera or I don't like hearing my own voice or uh, I, I, I sort of feel nervous putting myself out there. How do we help people with that? Yeah, three words. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Three words. Are you ready? Yep. Get over it. Um, no, in all, in, all, in all seriousness, um, I work with a lot of people that are considered um, healers, creative types, artists. Uh, sometimes they're musicians. You know, I've got a guy who's a six-figure sculptor. Like he makes major, major sculptures on like the sides of buildings there they don't want to run a business you know they don't they don't want to negotiate things out and sell people so i just say that to you because I, I i get it you know even myself you know people probably think i'm an extrovert i'm not an extrovert I, the last thing i want to do is walk into a room and like david here's 200 people walk around and say hi and introduce yourselves and hand out i don't want to do any of that kind of stuff so in reality um I get it. I personally understand it. But here's the bottom line beyond get over it. You can't have a business without clients. You can't make money without sales, you know, and I think the the better word choice nowadays is instead of marketing and sales, it's attraction and enrollment. And that's really what I help a lot of people with. Stop chasing people. You don't like it. I don't like it. It's not the right way to go. Create a way to create want. And I'm saying that very slowly on purpose. We need to create want. Good marketing creates want. When you create want, now we're attracting people. And instead of marketing, go for attraction. Instead of sales, go for enrollment. It's all about attraction and enrollment. And that all starts with want. And the more you can create want when people hear you and see what you have, 
when they see your results, when they see your work product, when they see your creation, if you do it right or if you do it in the right way, you'll create want and they'll be chasing you instead of you chasing them. Yeah, love it. And uh, listeners, you can see why David had to come on because we talk all the time around attract, nurture, enroll. Enroll yep. for life. I hate the word convert. Convert, great. You make a sale, you ring the bell, you go and think about the next person to convert. Yeah. Hold on, you still got to deliver and you've got to make that person a walking, talking, ranting, raving billboard. So I love how we have exactly the same language. Perfect. So about, oh, let's go probably three, four years ago, up came this sort of like this audio thing that we could do, podcasts. And yep. they became really popular. And I suppose there's a lot of people who go, how, how do I go down that path? How do I get on podcasts? Why should I be getting on podcasts? What do podcasts do? Because I think right now, let's break this up. You guys are great at, at helping people get exposure through podcasts and speaking, etc. Helping people get in exposure through writing a book. I'm going to come to that next. Uh, but and in the end, it's all part and parcel to the bigger picture of hey, be be more attractive, create the want, and then you're going to enrol an awful lot more people. So let's go down the podcast path. Yeah. Um, should someone have their own podcast, or should someone just focus on being on other people's podcasts? What are your thoughts around podcasting? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of logistics. Um, that I would ask people questions first on, you know, how much do you speak? How much do you travel? How valuable is your time? How easy can you get on other people's shows? You know, there's things like that, but in general, everybody should have their own media outlet. You can have your own magazine. You can have your own podcast. You can have your own TV show, you know, but you generally want your own media outlet, you know, influence has a lot to do with what you can offer other people. The reason why someone like Oprah is so, you know, influential is because she can do a lot of things for people. You know, she talks about your book, instant bestseller, right? So the more things you can do for people, the more you can give, serve, and share, give, serve, and share, the more fans you're going to have, the more influence you're going to have. So when you have a media outlet, you instantly have a way to bless people's lives. So I definitely think you want to have that. Now, I've had my own cable TV show. Um, I've had my own radio show, you know, syndicated. Um, it can get a little crazy. You know, I, I was on the radio like every day for, for an hour, like Monday through Friday, having a regular show. It got to the point where it was costing me more than it was making me because I couldn't travel as easily. I couldn't go speak at, you know, keynote events. And so, you know, there are some little things that you have to work out. But to have a weekly show, to have a monthly show, you know, to write a column, you know, having some kind of media outlet's really important. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to be able to look at it and so many different options that people probably haven't thought about. Uh, you mentioned something there about just simply being able to write a column for somebody else. Yeah, for a lot of people, they're like, well, how would I even go about that as such? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, that's one of the things people hire us to do. I mean, not only do we help get people featured in the media, um, 
where they're being interviewed, sometimes we'll help them write op-ed pieces. Sometimes if they have a large enough following or they can get their op-ed pieces read enough, clicked on enough, shared enough, liked enough, commented about enough, we can turn that into another article or another article or eventually even their own column. So in the US, you know, things like Forbes, Huffington Post, uh, we do a lot with a media outlet called the Los Angeles Tribune. They've been around since 1886. Um, you know, if we can write some good stuff for them, you know, we have to remember what does the media want? A lot of us as individuals, we're running around trying to advertise ourselves and that's the wrong approach. The right approach is to say, okay, what is this media outlet looking for? Who is their audience? You know, what kind of content do they need on their platform? You know, what's the news stories I can attach myself to? What are people going to read and click on and comment and share? When you add value to them, got to remember, they have a job, right? Their job is to get read, to get, you know, exposure themselves. Their job is to get clicks and likes and comments and movement and traction. So when you start to shift it away from trying to get an advertisement for yourself and all of a sudden trying to be a part of the news conversation or a part of, you know, adding expertise to hot topics in the news, uh, pretty soon you can become the columnist, you know, and that's that's kind of a part of the conversation shift that we help people have, you know, stop going to chasing the media, become the media, stop going to just trying to be interviewed, start having your own column. And I've I've helped people with different media outlets have freelance writer agreements. And one real quick thing on that is, uh, and there's so much stuff on that particular topic, but keep in mind, media is looking for content. Everybody's looking for content. And it used to be there was only so much space on a paper page or there was only so much time on the airwaves during a show. But now that we're online, there is an unlimited amount of space, right? So if it's good, they can take it and they need as much as they possibly can get. So if your article's good, they're going to take it in a sense, right? So we help people create good content in a way that these online media outlets, and I'm not talking about smaller outlets, big outlets that also have an online presence, they'll take your articles and, and make you a columnist if you can continue to put up good stuff that gets them traffic. Yeah, love it. Uh, I think that your key there uh, and – really just sort of made me start thinking about some of the content that we write is are, are you writing it to make yourself look good in a way to advertise you to go hey i know my stuff or are you writing it to be able to really help them because as you go they're a business they've got to make money they've got to have clicks they've got to have eyeballs that's how they get uh advertisers to then spend more money with their their particular uh, outlet so yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with pitching media sources, outlets, columnists and saying, hey, you know, interview me, interview me. Right. There's a way to do that. But what's better. And this is what we do. Give away one of my little trade secrets here. I just go to columnists and I say, hey, great article you wrote. I mean, a lot of these people, they don't get feedback like that. You probably think they do, but they don't. Hey, great article. I just emailed it to my whole list. Hey, I just shared your article in my Facebook group. It has a couple thousand people in it. You know, thank you. You know, 
and I'll just, I'll develop a relationship with them. I won't pitch anything at all. I'll just, I'll give first. Imagine that I'm giving first. And then there can be a day where I'll come along and say, Hey, what are you working on? Yeah, we're working on a story right now about the Ukraine. Oh, I've got a, an American businessman who's been living in the Ukraine. He had to leave to Poland. Would you like to interview him? Well, yeah, I would. That'd be great. See, it's not me saying pitch, 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 and I'm not guessing at what they're looking for. Imagine this. I'm just saying, hey, you know, what are you, what are you working on right now? Oh, we're working on some fashion stuff right now. It's going to be fashion week in Milan. And so, you know, we're kind of looking for that kind of stuff right now. Oh, well, I know, you know, Basic Magazine. They're an A-list fashion magazine. They just did a photo shoot with Megan Fox, you know. Do you know who they are? Can I make a connection for you? So you get the idea of where I'm going with this. But these are some kind of not so basic ways. And look, the first time you do it, it's not it's not going to work. You know, a lot of people do that. It's it's the consistency, right? You got to show up weeks, months. I mean, I've had people that I've stayed in touch with for over a year. You know, I've been all over Fox News, but I probably pitched Fox News for almost close to a year before I got on Fox and Friends. But then after that, I was on Neil Cavuto on Fox. I was on The Five. I was on What's Happening Now. I was on a bunch of stuff. Um, so it, it just takes a little while to break through. Yeah, love it. Relationships, people. Relationships. Uh, David's just giving you another way to be able to um, yeah, really submit yourself rather than and I'm sure David gets them all the time too, as, as we do with this particular show, where someone sends a templated email, copy and paste. I think I would be a good person to be on your show because of. Yeah. It's a delete button. Yeah. Add value to other people. Yeah. Um, let's go down the path of books because more and more and more, they're the, they're the hot topic of, hey, write, write a book, write a bestseller. Get yourself out there because you've got your own book. And every third post I see is about writing your own book. Um, without a doubt, because again, having your own book gives you credibility. It gives you another outlet to get seen. But let's go down the, the book path. Um, in, in your view, what's the book there for? Well, it used to be just having a book was good. You know, having any kind of book was good. You know, when I wrote my first book back in, I don't know, 2008, nine, um, I think there was a couple hundred books coming out that month. Nowadays, there's about 4,000 books coming out every day, every day. You don't believe, just Google it. Just, I mean, the, the information's out there. It's, it's insanity. So not all books are created equal. You know, it used to be good is good enough. Ah, just put out a good book. That, that really won't do much for you anymore. Sorry to say, I wish I could, you know, tell you just, ah, just go write a book. But, you know, your book cover really matters. You know, the first three chapters or 30 pages in your book really matter. That's about what 90% of most people get through is the first three chapters or 30 pages. Some people are like, oh, I build up and my best stuff is in the back of the book. Okay, well, nobody ever read that. You know, if you got your best stuff in the back of the book, that's a problem. Move it to the front of the book. So books are very powerful, but the angels are in the details. Just having a book isn't enough anymore. But the really big um, thing that people need to know about books now is, you know, how is that going to help you attract the people you love to serve most? 
So one of the things we say is, hey, you got to develop your core story and attract the people you love to serve most. And so, you know, what is that expertise? What are those core stories and how are you going to share it? How are you going to frame it? A book is nothing but a, just a series of really well-framed ideas. I mean, that's all that's all really a book is. But how do you do that in a way that's going to help you attract the people you really love to serve? And so books nowadays need to be very strategic. And people will come to me and say, David, how do I sell a million books? How do I sell a million books? And I tell them, that's the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. Here's the better question. How do I make a million dollars with a book? That's the right question. And so when you just make that shift to how do I make a million dollars with a book or, or even how do I make $100,000 with a book, right? Now you're gonna you're on the right path to creating a more profitable book. You're on the right path. Um, the book, you know, I have some books, one in particular, that sold more than all my other books combined, but it didn't really make me a lot of money. I have other books where they didn't sell as much, but they made me six figures. You know, I have at least one book that has made me seven figures, right? So you gotta you gotta think about those types of things as as well. Yeah, love it. So in in essence, does it take like in, in my mind it takes <coughs> six months, nine months, twelve months to be able to get a book out? Is my thinking right? Or is it easier than that? Like I feel I think like it's, it's hard I think it's different for everybody, you know. I mean, it kind of depends on what your skill sets are, it kind of depends what your team is, it kind of depends on how much time it is. I mean, you know, I could write a book in a weekend. Um, would that serve me well? Eh, probably okay. I have other people that have come to me, they've been working on a book for over 20 years. I have people that have hired me three, four years ago that still haven't finished their book, and they've got me, and I'm like, hey, where are you at, man? Where are you at? Like they've paid, they've paid tens of thousands of dollars. They already paid all the money, right? I'm here for them. My team's here for them and they're still struggling to write the book. So I don't know if we can really put any kind of time limit on I can tell you this, if you're fairly dedicated and you can, you know, break off an hour or two every week, you should be able to get a book out in four to six months, you know? Yeah, good. So I suppose that, is it is it as difficult as what a lot of people make it out to be in their own mind if you're just trying to get a book out it's not very difficult at all it's never been easier you know uh, you know one of my teenagers could write a book and probably get it out and get it up on amazon now do you want to create a best-selling world-changing money-making book that's different that you know there's ancillary pages there's reverse engineering there's thinking about what the media wants and putting things specifically in the book that you're going to share later on with the media that they're going to find controversial you know there's just a lot of really strategic things you know do you want reading lists do you want movie lists right do you want how the book came to be about the author forwards afterwards you know what kind of stories do you want in the book you know visual aids nowadays are a massive component of the book if you get into our books you're going to see all kinds of Venn diagrams and quadrants and infographics. So, you know, again, it's not all books are created equal and it kind of depends on what it is that you're, you're trying to, to create. Again, I think you can do a good book in, you know, four to six months, six to nine months, just depending on what it is. But if you're doing the book right, it's not going to be easy for the average person, right? Because, you probably want to involve a graphic, you know, if you're not a graphic designer, then you're probably going to want to involve a graphic designer in some of the images. You know, if you're a writer, good for you. 
But if you're a writer, you're probably not an editor. So you, you probably want somebody else to edit the book. Um, if you're not a writer, well, then you got to find someone to write the book. And then you still have to, have to find someone to edit the book, right? And people don't understand editing either. Like editing is too all-encompassing. Under the umbrella of editing, you have proofreading, right? Spelling, grammar, word choice. But then you also have formatting, italics, fonts, spacing. But then you have interior design. Like we lay out books um, in a program called InDesign. If you're only using Word, a Word doc for your book, right? You're going to be very limited on what you can do on those pages. So trust me, I'm just barely scratching the surface here with all of this. But, you know, you're talking to somebody in the publicity and publishing world. So I'm, I'm probably a little bit of a book snob. So, if you know, if you want the answer of can somebody easily put out a book? Absolutely. If you want an answer of will that book be most likely to help move the needle in their business? Probably not. If you're not involving some professionals on the book cover design or some copywriting or some professional editing or graphic design on the inside, um, if, if you're not strategically thinking about how's this book going to get me clients, like some of my books, I use them when I'm consulting and coaching people. So it's like, hey, before we, before we meet, I need you to go through pages 44 through 45. Now, I had to strategically think of that way in advance of, okay, I'm writing a book. I want people to get the book. I'm going to use the book in my coaching. So what do I need them to think about or read before they get on the phone with me? Okay, so this is what, so there's a lot of strategy and preparation that goes into this. So these are the things that if you kind of want to go next level publishing that you got to think about. Yeah, I think that's giving some people some great insight other than just hearing, oh, go get a book, go write a book. Everything will be okay once you go write yeah. a book. Let, let, me let me tell you one other thing really quick about publishing. Can I tell you one other thing? Yeah, go for it. There, there's really six different types of books that, that you need to have for your book. There's the ebook. The ebook is the is the quick and best way to you know get out there and make it a bestseller. It's typically 99 cents, 97 cents, you know, a dollar ninety-seven, you know, whatever. It's really cheap. Okay. Then there's a paperback book. The paperback book is going to be what you're going to probably print the most and sell the most of. It's the cheapest to print. Um, it serves a good purpose. But then you also have a hardback book. Your hardback book should have a dust cover. It's going to wrap around. You know, here's here's one of my books, hardback books, right? It's got the dust cover, very professional, wraps all the way around. This is what I'm going to send out to the media, okay? I'm going to send this to event producers. I'm not going to send them a paperback book, right? Here's another one of my, my books. You know, that's nice, but the hardback book, you know, much, much more impressive, right? So hardback book's going to be media. It's going to be event producers. Everybody's getting books nowadays, so you're going to at least want some hardback books. Then you're going to want to have an audiobook. Most people are consuming books start to finish. They're consuming it by audiobooks. So number four is audiobooks, right? So eventually you want to have an audiobook. You know, number five, you want to have a workbook. Now there's a difference between a workbook and a regular book. And a lot of people will put so much stuff in their book that they lose out on the chance of selling a workbook. But a workbook is where you can get the most money. I can only sell a paperback book for about 15, 20 bucks. I can sell a hardback book for, you know, maybe 20 to $30, but I can sell a workbook for a hundred dollars, $150. And if you do your book, right, you can just go to the end of every chapter and give them exercises, give them self-assessment tests, give them things that they can do activities they can do. Now you got a workbook. 
And, you know, and then at the very end, you've got something that's called a digital flip book. A lot of people don't understand what that is. But the point being is even once you create the publication, there's multiple ways that it should exist in the world so that you can truly monetize it from every angle. Okay. Love it. Pure gold here, man. I'm giving you pure gold. There, there you go. Hey, uh, the, the digital flip book. You, you got my mind racing. <laughs> Very good. Um, and, and I think the workbook one is, 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 again, is next level that most people just don't even think about to be able to go, hold on, they just write a book. There's so much more you could be doing with the book because I think there's a key, a key phrase you said a few minutes ago. Make sure that the book is world changing. And I don't think most people have that way of thinking. They just go, oh, I'm going to get a book out there. I'm just going to get myself seen. I'm going to have this thing that I can say, I'm the number one bestseller. And therefore, most of the time, the, the stuff's not. If you think of the 4,000 books a day that go out, it's probably only a handful that you'd really call world changing. And, and I think that's a, a huge way to think. So brilliant. Um, so much. And if someone just took any one of these things, but go back all the way to the start, where you've got to get exposure, you've got to attract, you've got to get yourself seen. And whether you choose to do that through uh, podcasts, through speaking, through webinars and masterclasses, through <coughs> bringing on stages, through a book, any or all of them can work. But it has to start with stop hiding in the corner and stop just pretty much. I, I think your, your witness protection uh, program statement is is spot on. Stop being part of the witness protection program. You don't have to hide. You're allowed to get seen. Uh, let's let's sort of wrap around with this to, to finish off. What stage for you did you go? you know what, I've got to drop the wall, I've got to drop this barrier of here's business David versus here's just how I normally am. Did you find that hard to do or was that just always okay for you to be able to go, you know what, I can show all aspects of me and my personality and myself. I actually don't have to have this wall up, which a lot of people think, oh, I act like this over here in the business world and I act like this over here in my normal world. How do you bring the two together? Did you find that hard? Yeah, I think in a way that that has been, relatively speaking, a little bit easier for me. I think people who are willing to open up and share, even those people, if we really dive into them and, and really look at them 360, um, what you'll find is that there is still something that they hold back. And um, me, like anybody else, there were certain parts that I didn't want to share that I found people wanted to know. And it wasn't always um, things that I wanted to talk about, but if it helped them move forward, you know, I needed to do that. So in some ways, yeah, I've always been pretty much an open book. In other ways, you know, there's always things that, you know, we, we don't want to share, or, you know, we're not real proud to share or, you know, whatever. And sometimes in the right place at the right time with the right people, you know, you do need to share more than what you would normally share. 
But um, that is a tricky part, you know, and that's where we help a lot of our clients in terms of personal brands, exposure, telling the story. And we kind of have an expression where we say, hey, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, right? It's hard to read the label when you're in the can, you know? So, um, you know, you can be a great marketer. You can be a great publicist. You know, you can, you can just be great at all kinds of things. But when it comes to ourselves, um, we just get too many voices in our heads. And there's two major sides. There's the two C's. There's the, there's the compliments that we've been given that have messed us up, right? Oh, my mom said I'm so pretty. Oh, my mom loved my book. Okay, well, that, that's your mom, right? And then on the flip side, there's criticism. We got compliments, we got criticism. And so, oh, well, this person told me I'm no good. Well, of course they told you they're no good. You know, they, they think they're your competition. You know, they're jealous of you, right? So we as individuals, we get these voices in our heads where we've got compliments, we've got criticism, and it's like, you just don't know what to do. And so that is the value uh, of a smart um, business consultant, being a part of a mastermind, having a publicist, um, you know, we do talent management, we manage talent, you know, we try to be that voice that's like, hey, I'm not going to lie to you, that wasn't real great. But they said, I know, but I'm just going to shoot you straight. It, it wasn't real great. And here's why. Or I'm going to be like, hey, that was good. Well, they said, I know, but you can't listen to them because here's why. And you need good people like that, right? You need people that can help sort that kind of stuff out. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're listening to this, davidtfagan.com. It's in the show notes. Make sure you head across there. If you're watching this on any of our social platforms, YouTube station, it's on your screen right now. Uh, if we had to leave people with one piece of advice, what would it be? Man, that's, that's always a tough one. You know, on one hand, I, I have an expression. I have a quote that people share a lot. It's called <clears throat> dreaming is good. Doing is better. I mean, I'll take a doer over a dreamer every day of the week. But I would say this overall in terms of um, no matter where you're at, this I think is proven to be the best advice. Do the best you can with what you have at this time and place, right? All you can do is do the best you can with what you have to work with. You know, 10 years ago, my books don't look anything like my books now. You know, 10, 15 years ago, my websites don't look anything like what do they look like now. My team 10, 12, 14, 15 years ago doesn't look anything like how great my team is today. You just have to do the best you can with what you have to work with. Um, when I tell people good isn't good enough anymore, if all you can do is good, then do good. But don't hold back if you have something better to offer. Love it. Thank you. David, really appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, Thank you thanks, so man. Much. Um, if you're watching, listening to this, make sure you go check out davidtfagan.com. Uh, it's it's no not acceptable anymore to hide. Your job is to make ripple effects, is to create greater impact, and you can do that by serving more people and having your message heard by more people. Uh, I, I don't think it's good enough anymore to just simply go, I'm great at this. If you're not being able to touch thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and you can in today's world with today's technology. So make sure you check out davidtfagan.com. David, really appreciate you jumping on. 
And as always, if you've loved the episode, just make sure you share it just with one other person because you could change that one other yeah. person's life and that would just absolutely light me up if you make someone else's life better. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on, joining us, David. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Till next week, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care, all.